0: All right, we're speaking about the spirit of excellence, the spirit of excellence. We started this series uh, three, weeks, three weeks back, and we started by looking at the fact that excellence is a spirit. Excellence is a spirit. And so uh, it's not just a skill. There the are skills involved in excellence. There are things uh, that you need to learn and grow in. But excellence is a spirit. And then last week, we were looking at the fact that excellence is a spirit within you. You don't have to look for excellence from somewhere else. It's already inside of you. Excellence is within you. And we say that by virtue of the fact that the Holy Spirit resides inside of you, the spirit of excellence is also inside of you because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of excellence. So the Spirit of God that is inside of you is working every day to produce excellence in your soul. It's it's working every day to produce excellence in your life. Right now as you're sitting there, the Holy Spirit is working inside of you to produce excellence. It's working. The Bible says that We are being transformed into the same image or into the image of Christ from glory to glory. We are being transformed into the image of Christ from glory to glory. From one level of glory to another. And he says it's happening through the Holy Spirit that is in us. So the Spirit of God inside of you is transforming you even as you listen to me right now. It's changing you. His goal is to make sure that excellence comes out of your life. He's working, he's working. So if you want to to be an excellent individual, if you want to be an excellent person, you have to learn to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You just need to learn to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit because every time you yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit, excellence comes out of you. But here is the problem. As mankind, we, 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 we struggle to yield to the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is always willing, but our flesh sometimes is weak. Our flesh does not want to do what your spirit wants to do. Paul puts it this way. He says, the good that I want to do, I find myself not doing, but the bad that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Because your flesh, by default, wants an easy life your flesh by default wants uh, it doesn't want to be challenged it want to remain within a comfort uh, within the comfort zone and that's what your flesh wants to do but the holy spirit in you gets up every day and is fired up to do things to the best of your ability like you can do this you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength but then your flesh starts saying nah but you're tired So every move towards excellence is a move away from mediocrity. Every time you move towards excellence, you are moving away from average, mediocre lifestyles. And so you have to make a conscious decision every single day, God, I will yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit wants to take me deeper and deeper into the things of the Lord. The Bible says in in John chapter number 16, and verse thirteen, however, when he, the Spirit of Truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. When the Spirit of Truth is upon you, when the Spirit of Excellence is upon you, when the Spirit of God is upon you, he will guide you into all truth. For you will you will not uh, you will not speak of your own. He will not speak of his own authority, rather, but whatever he hears, you will speak, and he will tell you things. That are to come. And verse 14 says, you will glorify me, for you will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit is constantly taking from the nature of God and giving it to you. Constantly. So if we say our God is a God of excellence, the Holy Spirit is taking excellence every day from God. And say, you can operate in another measure of excellence. Excellence, therefore, is not a standard it's not just a fixed standard, rather. It's not, it's not like, oh, well, when I get to this level, then I'm there. Excellence is always moving. That's why Paul says, I do not count myself as one who has attained, but I'm always pressing on towards the mark. You cannot attain it because the Holy Spirit will keep revealing more things. And excellence is in different aspects of your life. So there are some people here, they have got remarkable, excellent marriages because they chose to focus on their marriages and they are excellent. But the fact that you have an excellent marriage does not necessarily mean that you have an excellent business ethic or an excellent um, uh, uh, spirit life. So excellence is in different aspects and it's always on different levels. So there's always another area that you can improve and another thing that you can grow in. That's what the spirit of excellence does in our lives. It's always going to be growth. It's always going to be more. So the Holy Spirit is daily leading us into excellence. Now, you have a responsibility to grow in excellence. You have a responsibility to grow and develop the spirit of excellence. It's your responsibility. And that's what I want to start talking about today. My subject is developing the spirit of excellence. We, we already said the spirit of excellence is inside of you. But I want you to know that it has to be developed. It has to be developed. It, it's, it's not good enough to say, oh, I have the spirit of excellence in me and you, don't, and you do nothing to develop it. And I will show you because the scriptures are clear. What the, the problem with the church is many times when we look at our spirit, we see all this greatness that God has invested in us and then we sit back and do nothing and we're like, oh, well, I'm already perfected in Christ. His grace covers it all. And then we don't apply ourselves. Therefore, excellence does not manifest. It's already inside of you, but you have to develop the spirit of excellence so that it can be made manifest outside of you. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to scrutinize the life of Daniel and see how he developed the spirit of excellence. You see, you are not born with a strong spirit. You're not born with a strong spirit. You have to grow and develop a strong spirit. In the same manner that you are not born with a strong body. If, if, a, if a baby is born, they're fra- they vulnerable, fragile. They, you, you have to be careful. Their bodies are, 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 are not strong. But they grow over time and they become stronger. Same applies in the spirit. Everything that God has for you is inside of you. But your spirit does not, you are not born with a strong spirit. And I want to show you throughout through the Bible uh, two stories. The first one is Luke chapter number 11 and verse 80. Speaking of John the Baptist, the Bible says, So the child grew and became strong in spirit. Everybody says, strong, strong in spirit. He grew so that he can become strong in spirit. You have to grow so that you can become strong in spirit. And um, the Bible says, And was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to, uh, to Israel. Now, let me, let me tell you something. This is very, very important. Before you can manifest excellence on a national level, that's what he's talking about, manifestation to Israel, a national level, you have, God will keep you in the backside of a desert somewhere where you have to practice excellence before you manifest excellence on a national level. And many times we abort the process behind the scenes and we're like, oh, I just want to get on stage. And God is saying you are not yet ready to be revealed on a national level because you have not yet manifested excellence behind the scenes. So don't, don't underestimate where you are. You might be working in a back office somewhere where nobody ever sees you. But if you manifest excellence in that back office, sooner or later God will promote you and put you on a national level. My God, I feel like preaching this morning. So don't say, well, nobody sees me. Nobody cares about what I do. No, God cares. And he's saying you are in the backside of a desert somewhere. Train your spirit. Learn to be excellent because I am watching. In due time and in due process, I will reveal you and manifest you to the nations. Excellence begins at home. Uh, My wife is preaching excellence to me these days. Amen. Amen. So I have, to be, I, have, I, I have to be delivered from some habits that I have at home. Because she's saying, you can't be preaching excellence and you're chucking your things like this here. Yes. Ah, help me, Jesus. No, no, it's serious because if this thing does not grip your heart, excellence will not manifest on a national level. You you can't want to come and stand before cameras and preach to the nations, and you're failing to be excellent behind the scenes. Help me, Jesus. That's all we all need help. Amen. We all need help. So I have to grow. I'm, I'm, I'm disciplining myself. I have to clean after myself. So that my when my wife comes. She's not like, hey, what's happening here? Say, Pastor, you are talking about the spirit of excellence. It has to start behind the scenes. Don't think you're going to be excellent in front of a camera if you're not excellent at home. Because that is called hypocrisy. Putting on a show. We have to learn to be excellent. So you'll find that. Individuals like Moses started behind, behind the scenes, the backside of a desert somewhere. Daniel, Joseph, Nehemiah, Esther, Israel, all these people were used to manifest excellence on a national level, but it started behind the scenes. You read of Moses and you're like, wow, I want to be like Moses. No, you need to learn about what he did behind the scenes. So today, we're going to scrutinize one of them, and it's going to be Daniel. Because it's easy to say, oh, Daniel was excellent throughout all Babylon. This is on a national level. But it started with a decision somewhere in the backside of the desert. The Bible says of Jesus, let's, let's read Jesus again. The Bible says, and the child grew. So even Jesus had to grow and become strong in spirit. Filled with wisdom and and, and the grace of God was upon him. So even Jesus, if Jesus had to grow, we too have to grow. You can't say, I have the spirit of excellence or it's enough. You have to grow in it. You have to grow. You have to develop it. You have to become strong in spirit. You have to allow your spirit to rule over your emotions. Excellence is in the moment. When I'm working on things today, Uh, When I was working on earlier on, I got up and I was working on the message and some things. And and everything that I'm reminding myself is excellence is in the moment. I can't just casually do things and like whatever. It's every moment you have to be excellent. And that's how you grow. Growing. You think about what you're about to do. Think about what you're called to do. And commit yourself to do it with all your heart. And you start growing. And your spirit becomes stronger. It took Jesus 30 years. It was generally accepted that you would become uh, a man when you are 30 or released into ministry when you are 30. It took him 30 years to develop the spirit of excellence or the strong spirit. 30 years. And then the father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. 30 years behind the scenes. 30 years, nobody knew about him. They kind of heard a young boy at age 12 who had made a little bit of noise in the synagogue and for 18 years went undercover. But for 18 years behind the scenes, the spirit was growing in him. And then one day at age 30, he gets baptized and the father said, I'm not going to just make this a national announcement. I'm going to make it a global announcement. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So what are you doing right now behind the scenes? Because that's what's going to determine what the Father has to say when we launch you into the next level of of responsibility or excellence. So Jesus had to grow. It does not not have to take you 30 years. You just have to focus on what you're doing. And you need to allow the Holy Spirit to to grow you. The more you yield to the Holy Spirit, the more you become excellent in all your ways. He's excellent in all his ways. Excellent. Jesus was perfect in all his ways. Perfection, therefore, is the highest level of excellence. And we said excellence is not perfection, but there is a level called perfection that starts with you just doing your best. That's all God is. He's not not asking you to be perfect. He says, just do your best. Excellence, I I found an interesting definition of excellence. It is the highest quality you are able to, or capable of producing right now. You see, if this is the highest quality of preaching I can produce right now, I'm good. But if this is average, like, uh, well, let's just, you know, let's just while up time. You know, people have got nothing to do, so they just came to, and I'm wiling up time, that's not excellence. So if, if this is my best level today, I am excellent. Because God is not going to judge me based on another man's level, but a, 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 against my own standard and against my own potential. I know there are sometimes when you know life happens and you don't put enough time in what you are called to do, and you get up here and you're preaching and nothing really happens, and you're like, "What happened?" And I know. You know what? You watch too much TV. You're focused on other things, and you did not. Give God the best. But when I've given God the best, it doesn't matter what people say. They can tell me that was the most terrible message. If I know that I gave my all, I've pleased the Father. And that's all God is asking of you. If your boss gives you an assignment, you work on it with everything that is within you. The highest quality you are able to produce at this moment. That's excellence. Now, let's... Let's look at Daniel. This is a young man that grew in excellence and distinguished himself through the spirit of excellence. Let me give you a little bit of uh, some background context so that you understand the story of Daniel. Before King Darius, uh, or Darius the Mid took over the, uh, the, the Babylonian Empire. This was a mighty empire at this time. This was like everything was happening in Babylon. But Babylon was then taken over by the Medes and the Persians. And Darius begins to lead this, uh, this mighty empire. But before this happened, Nebuchadnezzar is the king of Babylon. He went and he captured all sorts of young people from Egypt from Israel, the nation of Israel, and among the many thousands of young people that he took captive from the Israelites was Daniel. So you must understand that Daniel here is being forced to serve a system that has uh, destroyed his hometown. So he he could he could have been bitter. He could have said, you know what, these guys, I'm not going to give them my best. After all, they destroyed my father's business. After all, they destroyed my neighborhood. The area where I grew, these guys came and invaded our country and ransacked our city. Jerusalem is in ruins because of these guys. But Daniel was not bitter. Daniel did not allow what he went through to lower his standard of excellence. So, the Bible says, a time came when Nebuchadnezzar said he is looking for uh, these young men to come into power, and what he decided to do is, you will take the young men from from um, from Israel. And you will change their names, which speaks of changing their identity. You will change their culture. He said, we don't want you to do things in the Hebrew way. We want you to do things the Babylonian way. He was changing their culture, changing their identity, literally wanting to wipe out any connection with their past. And when they changed their names, their names, there was this man, Daniel, the Bible says, even though they called him Belshazzar and changed his name, his true identity in Christ remained intact. You see, when, when, when you know who you are in Christ, people can call you whatever they want to call you. But you will remain true to your real identity. You know, people can call you names, and probably they have. They have said something about what you're trying to achieve and they've criticized you. They've, uh, they've come up with all sorts of uh, 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 derogative technologies to, to break you. But if you know who you are, you remain true to your identity. And so Daniel says, I am not going to lower my standard to Babylon. I am always going to live and operate from the standard of God. And so Daniel uh, serves Nebuchadnezzar, and then his son, and then King Darius. Now, we pick up the story in chapter number 6, where we have been reading. So it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom, and over Over these 120, there were three governors of whom Daniel was one. Some some Bible versions say Daniel was the first. I like that because the implication is among the three, Daniel was the first. He was first in rank. So he he outshined everyone, including the guys that were his his, uh, uh, co-workers or his same level of influence they were all governors but he was the first among the governors ah uh, the spirit of excellence will distinguish you you know when when the spirit of excellence comes upon you you look at your, you don't look at your neighbor and say well i'm better than you always want to be you always want to be the best you and that will set you apart so daniel was the first And that the satraps might give account to them so that the king will suffer no loss. I like that. When you have the spirit of excellence in you, it will cause you to look after the things that God has given you so that the kingdom will suffer no loss. That's powerful. It hit me this morning. If things are breaking all around you, it means that the spirit of excellence is not upon you. You know, there are some people, you employ them, you just give them something, it's broken two weeks later. You buy something, you give them again, it's broken. Everything around them does not work. They always have a problem. Every time you, you, you have to attend to some problem that they have caused. And you know what they will say? They'll blame the equipment. Now if we had something, if you gave them better equipment, they'll break it. You buy a new vacuum cleaner two weeks later. Madam, the vacuum cleaner is broken. How? There's no spirit of excellence. Spirit of excellence will cause you to look after the things that God has given you. So that the kingdom of God does not suffer loss. The kingdom of God. You know, when when you don't have the spirit of excellence, it will cost a nation. Reason why right now some of the issues that we face as a nation is because we've got leaders without a spirit of excellence. They have broken down the system and now we are paying for it. And even if you give them more resources, they will abuse them. Because the spirit of excellence is not upon them. And so now before we criticize those guys out there, we need to be faithful with the vacuum cleaner that we're given. Because if you, can, if you cannot be faithful with your own vacuum cleaner, how then are you going to be faithful with the budget of a nation? Like, oh, we want to solve ESCOM's problem. My goodness me. Learn to switch off the lights in your own house. Close the fridge after you. Spirit of excellence will start with you at home before you criticize the guys that are sitting at the top. So, the king understood. This king said, if we get people with excellent spirit to serve, the kingdom will suffer no loss. I heard in my spirit... And I think it was Jenny, you send a prophetic word, somebody prophesied, I don't remember the full details of the prophetic word, and they prophesying that even in our nation, people are going to rise up into a place of influence, the church folk are going to rise up, and, and I had a sense in my spirit that the spirit of excellence is coming upon the church, and we're going to rise up, and we're going to bring excellence to the national level. But we, before we, we talk about bringing excellence to the next level, we have to learn to be excellent behind the scenes. The backside of the desert, in Port Alfred, where no one knows you, nobody sees you, but you start doing things excellently in your small town. That one day, when you are exposed on a national level, you say, "Come to Port Alfred. We will show you how we did it." Jesus said, "Come and see." That was that was his that was his invitation. When people say they want, to, where, where are you going? You say, "Come and see. Come and see." So if, if we want to tell the, na- the, 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 the government how to be excellent, we need to be able to say, come and see excellence. Because if we don't have the model for excellence, all we are doing is criticizing and we are part of the problem. We need to model excellence so that when they say it cannot be done, you say, come to put it. No, no, no. Can- you say, come and see. And when they see it for themselves, God receives all the honor and all the glory. And I sense the church in this season. I said it at the beginning of this this year. I said, this is the most important decade for this church, but for the church by and large, God is going to lift up the church. There's going to be so much excellence coming out of the body of Christ that what was ignored in years past, people are going to say, no, these guys know what they're talking about. Isaiah prophesied and he said, kings will come to the brightness of your rising. When you, start be, when you begin to be excellent in what you do, kings will come. The brightness of your rising. If you're a mechanic and you start doing things well, people will come. I've got people here. Uh, Hannes, one of them, he's got a business, local business. And he says people are coming from all over to come and give him aircrafts to deal with what he's doing. To, to fix their problems. Why? Excellent spirit. It doesn't matter where you are located. You can be in the backside of a desert. If you are excellent, they will find you. Why on earth would people bring their, 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 their aircrafts to Port Alfred? Small town. They're big places where they can fix their, their, their aircrafts. Spirit of excellence. Excellence cannot be hidden. You cannot hide it. You cannot hide it. My goodness me. Craig, let me speak over your life. I just, I just sense... I sense there's an excellent spirit upon you. I really, I, I really felt this just this moment when I looked at you and I, I saw almost God lifting you up. I saw that you you have you have for a long time been hiding behind stuff. You are men of incredible abilities. Incredible abilities, but you've been hiding behind like uh, you 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 would rather lift up everybody else. But God says I'm putting you to the I'm calling you to the forefront. Because of the spirit of excellence, there is promotion that is coming. God is going to lift you up. I see you in leadership. I see influence all around you. Men will come and they will submit to you because of the spirit of excellence. Spirit of excellence is upon you. There is leadership written all over you. I, I can. I. I ooh. I, I. I sense there is leadership li- written all over you. And nev- don't don't hide behind stuff. I almost see the picture of. Um, Saul, when, when, when they wanted to uh, appoint Saul as king, Saul was head and shoulder. The Bible says he was head and shoulder above the rest, but he was hiding. And I see that God says you're head and shoulder above the people that you look at and the people that you compare yourself with. And he says you're head and shoulder above them, but you're hiding behind stuff. Stop hiding, come up, and God is going to use you. Can you say amen? Yeah. The spirit of excellence spirit of excellence then verse 3 says then daniel distinguished himself above the governors the satraps because of an excellent spirit was because an excellent spirit was in him and the king gave thought uh, to set him over the entire realm when you have the spirit of excellence people start making plans to lift you up you you do, you, you are not in the conversation but they're making plans to promote you they're making plans to give you more because of a spirit of excellence. Spirit of excellence. So Daniel was taken from his homeland. Taken captive. And he's robbed of his inheritance. But he finds himself in a place where the king, Nebuchadnezzar, could not overlook him. I can imagine that while, while every other young Hebrew boy was complaining about the Babylonians are not fair. They are not treating us well. You know, they destroyed our home. Daniel had a different spirit, different attitude. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to serve with excellence. When everybody is looking for an excuse not to serve, Daniel was serving. And the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar spotted that there was excellence upon him. And that made distinguished him. But what is interesting about Daniel is that Daniel served Three national leaders. Daniel was not just excellent in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. In the time of Nebuchadnezzar, who was the first king that he's serving, spirit of excellence was seen upon him. And then Nebuchadnezzar dies. His son comes into power. Nebuchadnezzar's wife, the queen mother, says to the son, who's now the king, says, hey, chapter number 5, go to Daniel 5. I think it's verse... 11, or whatever it is. That's it. The queen mother said, there is a man in your kingdom. So after, after Nebuchadnezzar died, you know, the, the, the kingdom is scattered and things. there's a change of power. He's no longer in power. But the, 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 the queen mother said, there is a man in your kingdom whom is the spirit of the Holy God. Like, I, my son, let me tell you, you might be too young to remember. But I want to tell you that there is, a, there is a man named Daniel in your kingdom. This guy was excellent. Go to the next verse. Verse 12 says, Inasmuch as an excellent spirit is in him. So there's a spirit of God, which is the spirit of God equates to an excellent spirit. Watch this. This is the queen... The, uh, uh, Not the Queen, Queen Mother. Let me get my facts right. The Queen Mother is talking about Daniel in his absence. Says there's a spirit of excellence in him. But now watch this. The spirit of excellence is is seen in knowledge, understanding, interpretation of dreams, and solving problems. Says there's this guy. He's got the spirit of excellence in him, he's got understanding. Whatever you're going through, you will understand. He knows how to interpret what you're going through and he knows how to solve problems. And then he's called in and he begins to serve the son. Now, what is even more powerful is a different, a different king comes, conquers Babylon. He's not even a Babylonian. He comes with the Meds and the, uh, and, and the Persians and he comes in. And something happens. He sports out. Hey, that guy, what's your name? Come here. Daniel. Excellent spirit was seen in him. Served three national leaders because of the spirit of excellence. We'll talk about the reward of excellence sometime. When you have the spirit of excellence, people cannot. You always have a job. I was sharing with one of our spiritual sons the other day. And I was saying, if you have the spirit of excellence, you will never be unemployed. No, there's no no work in Port Alfred. Get the spirit of excellence upon you. They will create work for you. I'm serious. Excellence cannot be ignored. If you develop the spirit of excellence, they will create employment for you, just for you. I've got stories around that. We'll talk about it some other time when we deal with the reward of excellence. Now I want to show you very quickly. I've got ten minutes, and I want to give you twelve points. And everybody's laughing, like, uh, 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 "Is it possible?" Hallelujah, Amen. It is possible. Here we go. I want to push these things out. of. Let me read the scriptures because if I if I if I try and explain and read the scriptures, I'll preach and get sidetracked. I'm going to read all the scriptures and I'm going to pull out the points. All right, Daniel chapter number one. We are now scrutinizing the life of Daniel. Daniel chapter number 1 verse 3 says, Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, good-looking, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who, who had the ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might uh, teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. And verse five says, and the king appointed for them a daily provision from the king's delicacies and of the wine which he which he drank. And for three years training, uh, and, and three years of training for them, so that at the end, uh, at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. But Daniel purposed. Verse eight. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, um, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill with the chief of the eunuchs. Yeah, the 12 things. Number one, Daniel had no blemish. If you want to develop the, an excellent spirit, you start by developing moral excellence. We're going to deal with that as a series in its own. Moral excellence. One of the most disgusting things that's happening within the body of Christ is people who call themselves Christians and there's no moral excellence. They're discrediting us. In fact, some pastors now, when, 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 you, when you get into some environments and you say you're a pastor, people want to run away from you. Yet there was a time when people would say, oh, pastor, because they were men of character. But now we've got pastors that are abusing congregation members, doing all sorts of funny things in the name of the Lord. And so now you have to, uh, what do you do? Uh, Preach the gospel. (laughs) You're afraid to say I'm a pastor now because... We've messed it up. So if you want the spirit of excellence, we will deal with this in depth when we deal with the series Moral Excellence. But the first thing is, number one, moral excellence without blemish. That doesn't mean that you're perfect. doesn't mean that you're without sin. It means that you know how to live and to walk out righteousness by faith. That your life is constantly pursuing the righteousness of God. You can't be a pastor and you're just like, oh, well, everybody is doing it, so I must do it. There is is blemish in your spirit when you start thinking like that. You must fall and repent if you have to. But the thing is, righteousness by faith is not, oh, I'm so perfect. No, it's simply saying I will keep my eyes focused on Jesus and I will, I, I want Jesus to transform me from the inside out. So that people can see a little bit of Jesus in my life. Nowadays, we have Christians that they don't even resemble Christ. So, the Bible says, number one, he had no blemish. Number two, he was good looking. We need some good. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we, need, we, we need some good looking Christians. And this is not just about outside looks. But what it means is how you carry yourself, how you... Look after what God has given you, amen. Whatever face you have, wash it, brush your teeth, and it will be good looking. You can't be serving the king with or coming out of your eyes, you know. And only the Zimbabweans got that one, amen. You can't have sleep coming out of your eyes and, and, and you're like, I'm here to serve the king. Be good looking. Go get a haircut if you have to. Get some, roll on if you have to. My goodness me. Oh, that, that sounds like another city is coming. It's, 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 it's embarrassing when you're like, I'm a kingdom representative and you're looking like a slave from somewhere. Have you ever seen an ambassador coming out of his office looking like he's just come out of his bed? He understands I'm representing a kingdom here. I went, the other day I went for an interview and I was being interviewed by Americans in South Africa. The way they carry themselves like, I'm an American. Everything about them says, I'm an American. Now we have kingdom people. I'm a child of God. Hey, we look at you like, geez. I don't know if I want to follow that God. So whatever face God gave you, thank God for that face. It was fearfully and wonderfully made. Just look after it. Just look after it. You don't jump into a plane with pajamas. (laughs) I know there are some crazy people that are doing it now. But if you're if you're a statesman and you're a leader, you never see a president in pajamas coming out of a plane, because you never know who you're gonna you're gonna meet. The moment you step out of that plane, like oh, I'm being comfortable. But here is the thing: if you are representing a kingdom, you need to understand that you have to look good. Oh, we, we, we are very free church here. We don't we're not talking about wet suit and tie or things like that. But all I'm saying is, whatever you wear, let it be presentable. People can look at it and like you represent the kingdom of God. One of the lessons that I had to learn is that whenever, wherever I am, I'm representing, because if I, the other day I walked in, I won't, I won't, I won't say somebody, but, but I knew it was my own fault. Let me, let me confess here. One day I decided I was, working at, I was working at home and I was fixing some stuff on the car, so I decided I want to run to town and get some stuff, and I had grease all over me and kind of messed up, and I saw one congregation member. I saw them turn aside, like, I, I saw them, I saw them. <laughs> I saw them. I saw them. And I know they saw me. But they said, I am not going to be seen standing with that man. I went home and I said to my wife, never again will I go to town. (laughs) Ah, come on, Holy Ghost. Spirit of excellence. I'm not, because, because that particular, (laughs) God bless them. And, and I, I don't blame them. It was my fault. They, they were with their family. I saw that they were with their family, and they started thinking, I'm sure they did a quick calculation. If I have to say to my family, that is my pastor," My, my family will probably ask, "What kind of church do you go to?"? Ala the Holy Ghost. So you present yourself. You're good-looking. I can wear my t-shirts and things like that. If I'm coming into public spaces, I want to be able. To, when you come and you say, "Hey, that's my pastor," like, okay, today's his off days in shorts, but they look presentable. Okay. <laughs> Point number twelve. All right, number three. <laughs> Come on, Justin. What are you doing here? <laughs> All right. Wow. Isn't it good to be in the house of God? All right. <laughs> number three. He was gifted in wisdom. Very quickly. Number three, he was gifted in wisdom. If you want to be excellent, you have to grow in wisdom. Wisdom. Grow in wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom. Wisdom is not knowledge, it's just wisdom. It comes from God. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. Ask God for wisdom. You wanna, you wanna develop an excellent spirit? Constantly be asking God. God, give me wisdom. Wisdom. Number four, possessing knowledge. I say to you the other day that I'm not against education. It's good to learn something. And 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 the reality is: if you're gonna develop the spirit of excellence, you need to possess knowledge. Possess knowledge. And possessing knowledge does not mean you need to go to university. Nowadays, you can learn almost anything at your own time while you're at home. You can learn things for free. Gone are the days where you're like, well, you know, I need so much money to go. Yes, if you need a paper, you need to go for formal education. But just possessing knowledge, possessing knowledge. It's amazing. Sometimes I sit with some pastors and you're just talking about what's happening in the nation. They've got no cooking clue. They only know... Genesis, John 3, 16, amen. Like, come on, possess a little bit of knowledge. Get, just, just, just be clued up because the reason why you're not reaching anybody is all you're doing is you're just speaking from one limited. Just talk about something out of, out of the ordinary. Like, what? How do you know that? Man of excellent spirit. I, I don't have to know everything in politics, but I need to have a clue what's happening. And I don't need to go to political school to learn what politics is all about I just need to read a little bit possess a little bit of knowledge amen I'm helping somebody here if you're in school maximize you know one of the things every time you speak to great people that have learned things through life lessons they will tell you that they regret the time they were in school and they do not value what they were learning so if you're still in school learn what you have to learn possess knowledge because in the in the future it will make you outshine others. I was speaking to somebody uh, here, and, and they, they were helping us on on, on on Saturday, and they were telling me about how they know these things. I'm like, how do you know all these things? Like, well, I did this, I did that. And and then in that, one of his regrets was, I wish I did. I just finished the thing and got my qualification back then. He has it, he can do it, but he's like, I wish I just applied myself a little bit more and just finished it back then, and I'll have a paper for it. But the fact that you don't have a paper doesn't mean that you're not excellent you do things so him operate and work working with a spirit of excellence because he possesses knowledge some of the some of us are not pro- producing excellence simply because we lack we lack knowledge you go and do the wrong thing still without knowledge you, you 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 do the wrong thing at the right time and it's like oh, what are you doing man possess knowledge I, I've made it a point almost Almost every aspect of the ministry that we run here, I have some clue. I have, I have an idea of what's happening and what is required to just function there. So, such that if you call me at any given time, I will have, I'll say, What are you talking about? I have a clue. I might not be the best at it because I'm not called to be the best at it, but possessing knowledge may distinguishes you. All right, quickly. I get passionate about these things. So you possess knowledge quick to understand. Some of us, all we need to do to distinguish ourselves is to be quick to understand. Diligent. If if your boss says you move this mouse there and you do it this way, don't ask him to do it over and over for 50 times. Be quick to understand. Okay, okay. here is what you do. I've, I've, I've worked with some, some skilled people before and they all, and when I ask them about the people that I work with, you know, if you're a mechanic and, uh, uh, and, and, and you're like, well, I've got this epi that is helping me. All you want is, you are willing to teach them anything if they ask and they want to, they're seeking understanding. Because you know that the moment they understand it, they will do it. And now there's some people say, hey, we want to put this up here. And oh, okay, they just go put it up. No, ask for understanding. Why? Why are we doing this? Because when you know the why, the hows, and you understand it, you will do it by yourself next time. But if you don't have understanding and you're slow to understand, every time somebody has to come and show you the same thing over and over again, and guess what? If I have to do it the 50th time, I'm going to do it myself. I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to, you'll find it done. Because that's the spirit of excellence. So be quick to understand. Number six, he had... The ability to serve in the king's palace. I wish I had time. Ability to serve in the king's palace. This is a servant heart. If you want to be excellent, start serving. You know, people want to be excellent and they want to be employed above everybody else. Like, well, that's where excellence starts with service. Humble yourself, serve somebody. Serve someone who knows what they're talking about. That's why they had these apprenticeship programs, because they knew that if you would serve somebody who's a master at a trade, you will catch something. Nowadays, people don't want to serve. I, I just want to stand and preach here, Pastor. Where, where have you signed up to serve someone? Go and serve somewhere, so that you learn the heart of dealing with people before you just speak to people. Because when you're out there and people mess you up and you're serving them and you develop character, when you get up here, you can understand when people are going through what they're going through. Amen. Serve somewhere. Ability to serve. Number seven, uh, the ability to stick to the process. It was a three-year process. Daniel did not abort the process. Young people hear me and hear me good. Most of us abort the process. We want, we think, oh, uh, this is taking too long and you abort the process. It was three years. Jesus took 13 or eight, uh, 30 years or 18 years, however you want to look at it. Don't abort the process. Whatever the process is, don't abort the process. Go through the process. Most people, brilliant at their work. Brilliant. You can see, when they start working, you're like, wow. And then you ask, why are you not going anyway? They never stick around long enough. They come here, they've got gifts. Like, wow, that person is going places. But they serve two weeks and they go to another church. They go to another job. Wow. And then 20 years later, you ask, "Where, where are you going in life? I don't know, but you're so gifted. Why are you not going places? You never stick around long enough. Don't abort the process. Number eight, you purpose not to defile himself. No compromise. You purpose not to defile himself. You have to purpose in your heart. It's a mind that you have to develop. I am not going to compromise. I'm going to be excellent, and I'm not going to defile myself. If everybody else is doing it, I will not do it just because everybody is doing it. I won't defile myself. So he refused to eat the food that was sacrificed to idols. He refused. He purposed. Number, number nine, he grew with, in favor with men. He grew in favor with the chief of the eunuchs. An excellent spirit is, is seen by the way you find favor with the people you work with. If you are not finding favor with the people that you work with, you need to grow in that area of excellence because it's going to, people will see it. When there's an excellent spirit around you, people just relate with you well. They're like, they're just giving you favors. Like, why, why are they favoring so and so? It's an excellent spirit. Like, when you have an excellent spirit, when you go to your boss and you're like, I need a day off, he just signs and it's like. And others say, I've been applying for, for a day off and no one is approving my leave. What's happening? No excellence. When you have excellence, you find favor. Amen. Number, number 10, don't dance to the music of Babylon. Music here is representing the system that we're using to change their culture. They said, we're not going to sing songs from from Israel. We're going to play a sound that they all need to bow to. But Daniel refused to bow down to that music, to dance to the tune. Music here is representing the standards of the world. I'm telling you that Babylon has got its own tune. Right now we're talking about spirit of excellence. You go to the world, they've got their own beat that they are playing. If you choose to dance to that music, you're already defeated. Say, I am not going to compete with the world. I'm not trying to be like the world. I'm not even trying to conform to the way the world does it. I'm going to stand true to the ways of God. Don't dance to the music of Babylon. I wish I had time out of it. I wanted to tell young people, literally, the music that you listen to is shaping your mind. I, 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 really, I, I really wish I had time. Maybe one day I'll pick it up again. The, mus- the music you listen to, shapes how you think. If you're listening to I did this and I did that and nah 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 and I liked it. That's what you're going to be doing and you're going to like it. And you wonder why you like it. It's because the music you listen to told you it is acceptable. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's, you know the song. Uh. You know, uh, you, you, find, you, find, you find a, a, a lady, I, I, I kiss the girl and I like it. Like, wh- what the heck are you talking about? And you dance into this, I kiss the girl. <laughs> guess what? One day you've got your girlfriend, your friend who's a girl, and you're like, let me kiss you and see if I like it. And guess what? You're going to kiss that girl and you're going to like it. And you know how you like it? Because the music was, I kiss the girl. Goodness me. All right, anyway. Number 11, prayer. Daniel, while others were bowing to the music of Babylon, Daniel went to pray. If you're going to have a strong spirit, you need to have a strong prayer life. We, we, we can say whatever we want to say. Yes, I'm not called for intercession. I'm not talking about intercession. I'm talking about prayer. You need to develop a strong prayer life. If you want a strong spirit, you need a strong prayer life. You know, when I've invited feedback from my wife, and I said, my wife, tell me when I'm not excellent, and she tells me these things, I need to go to pray, because I've, sometimes I'm just like, ah, and only prayer will fix it. <laughs> if there's no prayer, you're like, oh, you're judging me, you criticizing me, but prayer tells me, man, your wife loves you, man. You know, I'll be in prayer, I'll be like, why is she saying this? Why is she picking on me? And then the Lord says, no, man, your wife loves you. She's protecting you. Making sure that you grow. Then I come out and i like, oh, thank you, babes. It happens in prayer. So you want to be excellent, you need to pray. Because when we tell you that it's not excellent, you're going to get offended. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit to deal with your heart, you're going to walk out of this place and you never come back because you lack prayer. But when you have prayer, your spirit is strong. You can take criticism. You can take constructive criticism. I want to tell you that when you, when you want to be excellent in everything you do, people will criticize you but if you fear God more than you fear men don't worry about what people say i tell you if you want to be excellent in your work of, in your area of employment where you work the moment you start doing going the extra mile your workmates will start criticizing you they'll start telling you who do you think you are that's okay let them call you names but keep doing it stand for god at school, when everybody else is playing games and you need to study, they will criticize you for studying. Instead of celebrating, this is a problem with the world, they won't celebrate when you choose to be excellent. They start criticizing you. Why? You're working with teachers, you're working with, with, um, with workmates, you're working with, whatever you work with whoever you work with. In the natural, people just want to do as little as possible. You're a teacher, you take kids and you have extra lessons. And they're like, oh, you want to outshine, you're making, you, you're making us look bad. No, I'm not making you look bad, I'm just being excellent. You can be whatever you want to be, but I'm going to be excellent. And it will distinguish you. But you have to settle in your heart. I fear God more than I fear men. I want to please God and I'm not trying to please a man. If, if your idea of excellence is pleasing Justin. You have already fallen short. You please God and you fear only God. Because God is the one who will keep encouraging you, lifting you up and making you a better person. So Father, we thank you for this message, developing the spirit of excellence. Lord, I thank you that you already gave us the spirit of excellence. It's already in us. Help us to grow in it. Lord, even as we have looked at the life of Daniel and and we saw how at a young age he committed to the process of growing and training himself up in the ways that produced excellence in him, I pray that we'll be willing to do whatever it takes to grow in excellence. Father, whatever area you want to challenge each one of us of the 12 things that I, I listed, Lord, just pick one for this week and help us by your grace. To become better in those areas and that will begin to grow and become better people in jesus name and all god's people said amen, amen.